0: Nexus Church is all about cultivating an authentic Christian community where old and young alike journey with Jesus and are transformed by the gospel. May we be challenged and inspired by the power of His Word. If we have not met, my name is Cam and it is a blessing to be with you, especially when it's time to gather around the Word of God. So let's just invite... The presence of Christ, which is already here. And uh, let's make ourselves even more aware of what he wants to do in our life. Amen. So Father, we thank you that this song is so true that you have power and dominion and glory over everything, Lord Jesus. You're the maker of heaven and earth. You're the one who set the stars in the sky. And yet you are mindful of us. You care for us. And Lord, we tonight, as we delve into the Word of God, we're going to see you at work. And Lord, let, it, let us not just see you work at work in text. Let us see you at work in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I just was uh, in worship, and I just felt that there was somebody who was favoring a leg, Um, you know, when you hobble, you favor, and I just feel like God says, you're not going to walk with a favored leg, you're going to walk with a favored life, Um, and so I just feel like that might be for somebody in this room, maybe it's a twinge in the hip or from a previous uh, leg injury, Uh, but you're you're favoring one leg, but God wants maybe to heal that uh, and to give you a a favored life where you don't look at your inability, but you're going to see the ability of heaven. Amen. And so we pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, team. It's like we're standing in a library, isn't it? Like class dismissed. Yes. Yes. You walk in two lines as you leave. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Wonderful. Hey, aren't we blessed to uh, be, be able to worship with these incredibly talented people? Um, and uh, for those who are watching online, the reason you're watching online is because of some incredibly talented people and uh, we make up the body of Christ, broken as we may, but we are here and we are giving our very best to him. And uh, and so I uh, remember a time I was on my back deck, I was talking to a person, he was a specialist, a wood specialist, a timber specialist, a floor specialist, and he was... Um, came over to uh, do a quote over at our house to get new floors and all all of a sudden we're talking to him and he clutches his chest and he says I've got a a, a tight pain in my chest and so immediately I went to sit him down and as time was passing he began to slur his words and he kind of was slumping over and so we immediately dialed Triple O got onto an ambulance, and this was dire straits. Like he was going downhill really, really quickly. And so I'm on the phone to to the uh, ambulance, and I'm just like, "How long are you? Have have you sent out the ambulance? Like we are in a pressure cooker environment right now." And uh, and so minutes went past. It felt like um, blocks of minutes, but. In that that precious time, every second was required and there was an emergency taking place, but the result or the, the solution to that emergency was far away. And so I knew that they had deployed some ambulance vehicles and they said, just wait to hear the siren. Now there was a delay between me right there in that very moment and the hope that was coming through the sound of a siren. You know, I, but I said, I don't need you to be five minutes away. I, even the idea that you're coming is not necessarily giving me that much hope, like I need you right here, right now. And there's a delay between what I need right now and what's coming. And, um, and so I just want to talk a little bit about what it's like to live in delay. What it's like to live when you feel that there is an emergency in your life there's a pressure cooker time in your life when you have placed all your needs on the line and yet there is a delay between what you feel right now and then Christ's faithfulness or Christ's presence or Christ's intervention and Christ's promise coming to you Um, fortunately man when I did hear that siren whoa that was great. And we, you know, we we uh, got him stretch it off and we're friends to this day because he, um, it was good. I, I enjoyed saving a life. It was fun. Yeah, praise God. Okay. So uh, where, what are you up to, God? That's probably where we're going. And are you even up to something? Uh, what's your master plan here? And this, to me, doesn't make much sense. I don't know what you're doing, God. And so our our text tonight is found in Mark chapter 5, verse 21. If you want to read along, it says, A large crowd gathered around Jesus, who was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. So Jairus was a prominent synagogue leader in that environment. Normally people came to him, but this time he's going to Jesus. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. A father's and a mother's worst idea, worst concept, worst reality is my little girl is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And so Jesus went with him. We have this desperate story, this state of emergency, but then the passage finishes with Jesus went with him and we see, oh, the the sirens are coming. Something's going to happen. Jesus is walking my way. He's the one who can bring me great hope. He's the one who can bring solution to this state of emergency, this emergency that my daughter is dying, but there's an emergency, there's turmoil in my heart and Jesus is going to make it better. And so Jairus was extremely prominent, he was the synagogue, everyone knew Jairus, uh, he was wealthy, he was top shelf in terms of society and status, and, uh, and here he was now, desperate, desperate. A man used to being at the top is now finding himself at the very bottom of despair and desperation. And he sees Jesus walking into town. And he says, this is the person I can put my hope in. This is the person. I've heard the stories. I've seen what he can do. He is capable. His name is Jesus. And if I just can fall at his feet to get his attention. And then we find that Jesus walks his way. Wow. When Jesus decides to walk your way, it's fantastic. But the story doesn't finish there. It says... A large crowd followed and pressed around Jesus. And a woman who had been there and has been subject to bleeding for over 12 years, she'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, spent all she had, gone to all lengths in order to find a healing for her condition and instead of getting better was getting worse and worse and worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Same desperate state as Jairus. But this time, this lady is not top of societal ladder. This lady is at the very bottom rank. She was an outcast. Her condition made her ceremonially unclean she was cut off from family she was cut off from friends she was cut off from even going to the temple she was cut out of being in society because if someone touched her or if she touched somebody else then they were made ceremonially unclean she was avoided like the plague much different to Jairus yet still desperate in heart and she said this man Jesus he's walking my way And even though there's hundreds of people flocking to Jesus right now, if I can just reach out in a desperate place and touch him. And then it says, at once Jesus realized that power had gone from him and he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? There's a difference between touching Jesus flippantly and touching Jesus with faith. There were so many in the crowd who were pressing up against Jesus. So many people rubbing shoulders with Jesus. Man, I don't want to live in a generation that just rubs shoulders and tries to be buddy-buddy with Jesus. I want to be that very person who reaches out so Jesus knows that I'm reaching out with the touch of faith. The touch of faith. Desperation. Despite what I look like. Here we go. And you you see the people crowding against you," his disciples said, "and yet you ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who'd done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at Jesus' feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. That would have taken a long time. Jesus, I had this beautiful life but then this condition came over me and my friends and my family, they started treating me differently and I was welcomed into society but sometimes they would shut the door, they would turn their backs, they would look the other way, they would start name calling me and I found myself on the outskirts of society. This is my whole truth, this is my life and I'm desperate. Lord, this disease, this hemorrhage, it's taken my life, it's taken my humanity, it's taken my identity and I've got nothing left Would you do something about it? You're my only hope. I've been to physicians. I've been to doctors. I've spent all I have. And here I am at your feet. And I've touched you. And I've felt that something's happened. And Jesus said, that's a touch of faith. Told him the whole truth. But in the meantime, we've got Jairus, who had Jesus walking his way. Remember that. And yet Jesus appears sidetracked. He appears that he's been hijacked off his mission, operandi, which was to heal Jairus's house, Jairus' daughter at Jairus' house. He was going a certain way, then a woman touched him. Now she's giving a testimony and meanwhile Jairus is saying, I haven't heard the sirens yet, I thought that you were coming my way, my daughter is dying, come on, I'm in a state of emergency and yet you've got the audacity to spend time talking to an outcast? I thought you were coming my way. Sometimes in life we feel like Jesus is coming our way, that he's spoken a promise and then we often feel like... Hey, what was all that about? That was like a year ago, and I still haven't seen breakthrough. I felt like God said that there'd be healing. I felt like God said that there'd be financial breakthrough. I felt like God said there'd be restoration. And yet, here I find myself in the delay where I feel like Jesus has gone mission missing. Jesus has gone missing in action. I feel like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I can't process. Jesus, have you overlooked me? Have you forgotten about me? has, has a better offer come along and sometimes in life we feel that Jesus is just overlooking us and he's just like yeah just stand by just stand by I'll get to you later but Jesus has got eyes focused on you Jesus the story as we know with Christ the story never ends it's not our touch but our faith that Jesus responds to And if we carry on, do we feel like, did Jesus forget? Are there more pressing issues than mine? Is this the point where I give up hope? And for Jairus, it probably was. Because in verse 35, we continue to read, while Jesus was still speaking. So the conversation, the interlude is continuing and Jairus is just standing there Come on, on, I've got two little girls, and they're constantly almost dacking me, pulling on my pants, pulling my hand to say, we've got to go this way. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to stay, and this is my space here, but we will get to go where you want to go, but you just be patient, all right? And stop being rude. And, um, and, uh, And then it says here, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus the first scene of where this set, scene was set from early on. And they came to Jairus, the synagogue leader, with terrible news. And they said, why bother the teacher anymore? Why bother with Jesus? Your daughter is dead. Now, if we were to stop the story here, this would be an absolute tragic read. And we would get an idea of the nature and the character of God, which is truly disappointing. Where Jesus has forgotten Jairus, forgotten what was going on in his house, and now his daughter is dead. And sometimes we can put a full stop to what God is doing. And so we feel like we're in the delay, and we feel like time stops and our heart is crushed. We feel like a flood of disappointment has come over us. And I reckon on that night where Jesus went to the very cross of Calvary, a lot of people thought this is the end. This is the end. Darkness has covered the earth. My Messiah is dead. He's got nails in his hands and his feet. He's wearing a crown of thorns. He's been pierced in the side. He's been spat on. Now he's breathed his last. He even said it is finished. But with Jesus, the story never stops. The story always continues. God is always at work. And so can I encourage you to continue to read on and continue to look and trust God in, with, your, with your life, with your narrative, that he is, is intricately involved in your story. And God has not overlooked you. God has not embarrassed you. God has not abandoned you. God has not forgotten. God has not gone M-I-A on you. So we are blessed to live on the other side of this story. But for Jairus, he was not living on the other side of this story. He was right in the middle of heartache right in the middle of pain. He would have been angry, he would have been frustrated, he would have been confused, he would have been disillusioned. God, you were walking my way, and now this store now now this is the end result. How can this be? And sometimes in life, we, we, we question God, and I, I, God is so much bigger than us, and He can handle our questions, right? And so if you've got questions, be authentic, because God responds to authentic faith. This woman who reached out, she didn't know the ins and outs of faith. She didn't know everything there was to, about Christ, but she just said, there is a man that I can put my trust in. There is a man that could potentially bring my breakthrough, and I'm going to reach out. And her faith even if, even though it was the side of a mustard seed, grew and he developed it. And, um, and so if the band want to come back up, what do we do when we're in delay? Sometimes we feel like God is delaying his grace and his work in our life. And maybe there is an important information that we don't have yet. Sometimes if God is... Delaying, There's important information that we are not aware of, but in his master genius, in his grand design, he is bringing about change, just like people thought that it was the end on the cross. Three days later in resurrection power, he rose up, and he he, he continues the story. It says, um, amen. In Philippians 1, 6, it says, I'm confident of this, that he who began a good work, he who he who started walking my way is faithful enough to see it through to completion and then it says that here in verse 36 overhearing what they said jesus told him don't be afraid just believe don't be afraid just believe you've heard voices from the world that is telling you a certain narrative and now i want you to move into a deeper realm of trust before you just wanted me to come and heal your daughter, but now I've come to resurrect your daughter. uh, There's going to be something so much more powerful going on. And and Jairus had to move from, can you, to I trust you. it's, 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 It's a subtle, but it's such a poignant move where Jesus takes him from just saying, can you come and heal my daughter to now, God, I put I've lost everything. I'm broken before you. My little girl is dead. There is no hope anywhere else but in you. So now I'm moving to a deeper level of trust. And Jesus is calling us to not be afraid but believe in him. And even though you may feel like you're in a delay, Jesus wants to say, don't be afraid. Don't listen to the voices that bring bad news but listen and trust in him because he continues the story he is the one that brings light out of darkness hope out of hopelessness he is the one that is constantly changing the narrative verse 37 he did not leave anyone did not let anyone follow him except peter james and john the brother of james And when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but is asleep. But they laughed at him. So they go from saying, why bother with Jesus? Now they're laughing at Jesus. This is the state of the world and it challenges our faith. Are we going to be listen to the world and the voices that the world have to throw up at us? Or are we going to choose to trust Jesus when he says, believe in me? And after he put them all out, sometimes we just have to put out those people who are no good in our life, those people who are complainers and mockers, scorners, scoffers. We just need to put them off, put them outside and focus on what Jesus is doing in our life. And he put them all out and he took the child's father and mother And the disciples, so Jairus again is re-entering. He left the house as a broken man, and he went to find Jesus, and Jesus is starting to walk his way, then got interrupted. But now Jesus is back because he always finishes the work that he starts. He's always going to finish the work that he starts in your life. Believe that. Believe that. And now Jairus is back at the very bed that he would have prayed over that he would have had dreams of his daughter, but now she's dead and, and, and this is what happens. It took the father and mother and the disciples who were with him and they went into the, where the child was. And Jesus took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha cum," which means little girl, I say, get up. Little girl, I say, get up. That word Talitha is actually an affectionate name. It's like when I wake up my daughters to go to school. They're big sleeper inners, and I have to wake them up. I have to jostle them and say, "Honey, it's time to get up. It's time to get up." This is what Jesus was saying, right here. And immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. And she was 12 years old. And at this, they were completely astonished. Jesus always finishes the story. He always completes the work. The work in your life, even though you might feel like you're in a delay, it's just because Jesus hasn't completed yet. And he's saying in this moment, even though there might be fear, even though there might be struggle, hardship and pain, believe in me I'm walking your way and I have not forgotten you I have not abandoned you I do not want to embarrass you in fact I'm going to do something so much more significant in your life than you ever dreamed hope or imagined because when you look to Jesus he's always orchestrating a grander plan in his timing see when that I was waiting for that ambulance I'm just like I want it right now in my timing because this guy is not going to make it and we often say that to Christ and we're just like, do you not see my emergency right now? This has to happen now. And Jesus is just like, I see you. I see you and I'm walking your way. But it's going to be on my time when things settle in my kingdom and you're going to experience something even more grander than the miracle that you first asked for. See, when the lady abandoned herself, power went out of jesus and strength went into him and it's a picture of the cross see when jesus gave up his very life his whole life gone on the cross we received life we received power we received eternity in our hearts because of one sacrifice of jesus and this is the, how much he cares for you, that he's saying, I'm not going to ever leave you. I never am one to forsake the righteous. I've got you and I'm holding you if you'll just trust me. This story is a story of trust. So what do we do when we're in that season of delay, when we're paddling through the throngs of confusion? Where do we put our attention to? saying believe in me three simple words but it changed Jairus's life and trajectory it changed that little girl's life it changed that woman's life I just find the parallels in these stories truly incredible that in the only time that Jesus calls a woman daughter is in this scripture the woman who was an outcast Who was sent on the outskirts of society, not welcomed in any room, family, friends, the temple. And she was, she didn't even have a name, and yet the only name that Jesus says to her is daughter. And he's saying, No one else will accept you into the family, but I will. And then he goes and goes to another daughter. And then we have the picture of the hand. Where it says like that lady just reached out and she would have had no strength in that hand but she just reached out with her hand and touched the hem of his garment. And yet in the second parallel story we see Jesus taking the hand of the little girl. You might come into seasons of life where you reach out with desperation and you say, "I want to touch you, Christ. I want your healing. I want your breakthrough. I need a miracle, and you're the man for it." But there are sometimes in the seasons of our lives where we actually just have to let Jesus take our hand. And the story of the Jairus's daughter is the story of us because we were dead in sin, but because Jesus enters the picture. With resurrection power, he has given us life. And he says to us, get up. You Start living a new life. Start putting on the clothes of righteousness. You're no longer an old creation, but you're a new creation. And I want you to live and dance and get up and run, just like that little girl would experience. This is the hope that we have in Jesus. And so this story is a story of desperation, but it's a story of trust both times these people from different aspects of society they came and they just threw themselves down at Jesus feet it's not our paychecks it's not our backgrounds it's not our intelligence that connects us it's Jesus that connects us And when these people found that place of desperation, Jesus encountered their stories. And it was a story of transformation. It wasn't just a story of pat on the back, you'll be right. No, it's a story of transformation. And this is our lives right here, that Jesus wants to transform our life if we're desperate to throw ourselves before it. We hope this message encouraged or perhaps even challenged you in your Christian faith. Our pastors meet regularly with people to pray and support them and we extend this invitation to you. Please let us know if we can contact you to offer support. Simply call the office or visit nexuschurch.com.au.